everyone. Welcome to the pod. My name is Paige. And I'm Emily. And honestly, we have nothing to say about this chapter because there was nothing of substance in it. And that's the end of the pod. Just kidding. We got to talk about it. And we have a special guest. And this is Tuesday's Art for Twilight. In the weekly, what's good, what's new section. What is good and what is new? Um... Honestly, nothing is too new going on. I do have a cold, so if anyone thinks that I sound a little sniffly or congested, that's why. Um, Apologies in advance, but I uh, don't have COVID, so that is nice. It's just a regular cold, and and I'm not exaggerating. This is the first cold I've had since probably 2019, and I think my immune system forgot how to do the thing. So I've been I've been going through it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Do you feel like you're kind of on the back end of it or? Yeah, I definitely feel better. And like I my coughing is not as much as it was in the beginning. So. OK, that's good. That's good. Um, trying to think what we need to address. Paige, I forgot to tell you this, but we did have a couple people tag us on Twitter when Spotify Wrapped came out last week saying that we were their number one podcast. It was so nice. So thank you so much. That is really amazing. I I love to hear it. I, I always get super excited to see what my top podcasts are at the end of the year. I only really listen to like three, so I usually know what they are. Um, but Tuesdays Are for Twilight was my number five, despite the fact that I think I only listened to like two episodes. So you know, I'm in it with you guys. Uh, our podcast was not in my top five because I refuse to listen to it after it comes out. Um, also, this morning, Hannah DM'd us a thing on Twitter. It was a TikTok. It was extremely spoilery, so I cannot tell you what it was. But it's going to keep me up at night. <laughs> it was disturbing as fuck. Which characters are involved? I don't even know if I can tell you that. <laughs> Damn, okay. But Hannah, thanks for feeling my nightmares. Also, like right before we started recording, um, Jem, who is writing a book, sent us some stuff. Um, it was literally right before we hopped on, so I haven't looked at it yet or sent it to Paige, but Jem, we're looking forward to reading it. Jem, everything you do, 10 out of 10. I So many times I've sat down being like, I want to write, I have this idea for a book. This is going to be a bestseller. I'm going to make like a, like a trilogy. I know everything I'm going to do. And then I write like four sentences and I'm like, I got it out of my system. I I did enough. So I commend you for doing all the things, Jem. You are always killing it. Hell yeah. Totally agree. Um, So we're going to have a special guest on later in this episode because this chapter that we had to read. Well, I guess I'll just ask you, Paige, what did you think of New Moon chapter 23, The Truth? I'm going to offer an alternate title to the chapter. Iowa. You want to know why? Corny. Not even corny, like actually garbage. <laughs> I One of my very first thoughts when I was reading the chapter was, it seems like Edward and Bella are in the Olympics right now for self-deprecation, and somehow both of them have won a gold medal. Yes. I agree. I agree. Um, I just took an overall note on the chapter. As you can see, there's about four notes for this, so it shouldn't take too long. 
But my overall note is, and I quote, this whole chapter is a gag fest and I want to burn it from my brain. Uh, so yeah, honestly, I have, I agree with what you said. It's gag worthy and not in a good way. It's the bad kind of gagging. Um, like I just took a shot at, of alcohol and it didn't go down well, like that kind of gagging. And did it need to be in the chapter? No, or in the book? No, it didn't. And remember when I predicted last week that I don't think things are going to go back to normal immediately. I think there's going to be some reservations. Edward was like, no, Paige, actually, you're stupid. Fuck you. This is going to be disgusting. So, yeah. Yeah, I forgot that this was the only content of this chapter or else I probably would have had us read two. But when you said that last week, I was like, oh, honey, you got a big storm coming. <laughs> I let's just get into it let's just push through yeah we're just gonna get through it really quick so um the chapter starts off with Bella awaking in her own bed after the whole Italy thing has gone down and she's very confused and when she first wakes up she thinks that she's dreaming because Edward is there and she's like oh man I've totally lost my mind and then she thinks that she's dead because Edward is there and she's kind of freaking out. She's like, um, you know, everyone, her parents and Jacob are going to be so upset. And Edward's just trying to tell her, like, uh, no, you're awake and you're alive. And then she has like this come down moment where she's like, oh, this is embarrassing. I, I'm fully awake now. Also, on page 503, um, when she's kind of realizing, she says, did all of that really happen then? And Edward says, that depends. If you're referring to us merely being massacred in Italy, then yes. And this is a great example, children, of when passive voice is actually harmful. You see, Edward here is using passive voice, us nearly being massacred in Italy. Who was the driver of that action? You know, I, I, I've always known, or not always, but for the majority of my teenage and up years that passive voice is frowned upon um but I never really kind of quite understood why and here is a prime example Edward I think we need to look inward and see the mistakes of of this sentence because I think I think one of us I think either me Emily or Edward is to blame for that and honey it's not me or Emily <laughs> so true bestie Okay, so then Edward tells Bella that Charlie banned Edward from the house, as he should, as is his right. And they just, this whole, literally this whole chapter is just a conversation between the two of them. They're catching up. How sweet. How romantic. Bella asks him what he's been up to, and he says that he's been tracking, um, but he's not very good at it. And she is like, what do you mean by that? And then he launches into, I owe you an apology. I had no idea that Victoria was so crazy about James and she was going to hunt you. And now you're hanging out with werewolves, the most immature creatures on the planet. And and I'm the most miserable excuse for, I'm not, I'm not making that up. I'm reading it from here. So then Bella interrupts him. And even though it's very hard for her to say, she basically gives him a whole speech about how he cannot blame himself 
or feel guilty if bad things happen to her because she is under the impression that he wanted to die because he felt guilty that she had jumped off a cliff. Literally everything I'm having to say here is like, I'm like holding back my gag reflex. (laughs) It's only about to get worse. So then it gets even grosser because Edward says, um, you know what, I'm just going to read it because I don't even want to put it in my own words. Okay, go ahead, Paige. Are you about to read the bottom of page 507? No, I skipped right over that because I didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> can I can I interject something before you read your part? Yes. There have been a lot of things in this book that have made me recoil, have, have been disgusted. A lot of breath talk, which does come back in this fucking chapter. There's more breath play. Um, but I do have to say, when Edward calls Bella by her full name at the bottom of page 507, Isabella Marie Swan, he whispered, I almost about recycled this whole book. (laughs) I'm so dead. I cannot, everything you just said was so hilarious. Like, coming to your nearest adult store, breath play. (laughs) I... Nothing, no, none of that. No, nothing Edward Cullen themed. No, no, no. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to read this part that I was planning on reading. (sighs) Bella, I went to the Volturi because I thought you were dead. Even if I'd had no hand in your death, even if it wasn't my fault, I would have gone to Italy. Obviously, I should have been more careful. I should have spoken to Alice directly rather than accepting it secondhand from Rosalie. But really, what was I supposed to think when the boy said Charlie was at the funeral? What are the odds? Um, and then Bella's like, what, a, what would you care if I was dead? Um, so he goes on to say, I thought I'd explained it clearly before. Bella, I can't live in a world where you don't exist. And I'm like, were we supposed to know that? Like, he's acting like we're supposed to know that, as if that's obvious. It goes back to what you were saying last week, Paige, which would have been the normal and healthier reaction to be like, oh, we got to like heal from our wounds. We got to like come back together if we want to be back together and like work through our issues. Instead, here we are. See, I I really felt like this is what he was doing the whole time. Like the, I really, really believe that he was just moping around for four months or whatever, trying his hardest not to think about Bella, but then thinking about her every other second. So I'm not entirely surprised by this. Like you said, I wish it weren't true. I wish the healthier thing was done, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. But I don't think it's fair for him to be like, I told you I was in love with you. It's like, yeah, before you dumped me. He says something really sassy in a couple pages that it made me so mad. Okay. Well, we could probably just go there. I don't care about any of this shit. (laughs) Okay. So he goes back to the scene in the woods and he's like, I lied to you because I thought that if you thought I moved on, like it would be easier for you to move on. But it was way easier for me to do that than I thought it would be because I thought to Bella. Edward is saying, like, he thought that Bella would, like, take some convincing that he wanted to leave her and wanted to break up with her. And then Bella's like, 
It never made sense for you to love me. I always knew that. And instead of like having a rational conversation with her and like being like, well, here's why I think this. And what do you think about that? He then just tries to kiss her after she says that. As if, you know, that's going to heal everything. I mean... I, I'm trying to make a joke and I I can't I can't do it. Stephanie, let's set better examples for teenagers on the proper way to talk about our feelings and the ways that people have hurt us and how people can make up for past mistakes. Let's not just assume that physical love heals all wounds. Amen. You really hit the nail on the head there. So then, but Edward has the audacity to ask Bella if she's moved on. And she says that she never will. So then they make out. And then Edward proceeds to say that he's not leaving her ever again. And Bella is trying to, like, keep a lid on this insanity by saying, like, don't promise me anything. Like, I did like her... I'm on page 513. I did like her like response here when she said, you could mean it now, but what about tomorrow when you think about all the reasons you left in the first place or next month when Jasper takes a snap at me? I'm like, at least one, one of us is talking about 10% logically here. Yeah. I mean, given given how much Bella has not been using her brain in this book, this is a, some, we, we are going in the right direction here. Agreed, but then it doesn't even matter because she's just like already back with him. Like she's having, she's setting no boundaries, and it's really upsetting to me. It's upsetting I, me and my homegirls. I feel like she never allowed herself to heal from the breakup, so it's that much easier for her to just go back to it because she did no getting over it or no confronting those emotions. She literally just bottled it up and tucked it into the hole in her chest and then cradled her body up in the fetal position and just kept it in there. Not only kept it in there, but then like rode around on a motorcycle with it. And jumped off a cliff. <sighs> well, before we, before we scooch on past page 513, if we mm-hmm. want to take a quick peek back to page 510, mm-hmm. it's when Edward is talking about how it was so easy to lie to Bella that she really believed everything. Like he didn't really have to fool her. And I'm just going to read this part. It, it, it infuriated me. So this is Edward. I could see it in your eyes that you honestly believed that I didn't want you anymore. The most absurd, ridiculous concept as if there were any way that I could exist without needing you. I was still frozen. His words are incomprehensible because they were impossible. He shook my shoulder again, not hard, but enough that my teeth rattled a little. Bella, he sighed. Really? What were you thinking? Is this victim blaming? Yes. It it, it feels like victim blaming to me. It's like, what was I supposed to think when you literally were like, I'm leaving. Bye. (laughs) And also, like, the responsible thing for someone being broken up with like if someone tells you look I I'm not in love with you anymore like I don't have feelings for you we need to break up 
it's really unhealthy for the other person to be like, no, actually, you you still love me. I will not accept this. We need to stay together. Like, that's not a healthy relationship. If someone tells you that they don't love you anymore, to just cling to that and hope that maybe things will turn around, that's healthy for no one. So, like, what what is she supposed to do? Just, like, think that, assume that you were lying and hope that things will turn around? Like, why are you why are you upset with her that she believed you? That was your goal. <laughs> God, that's so true. I hadn't even pictured like the alternative of if Bella had done what he was like saying. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like, did he want her to fight him about it? Like, I feel like the easiest thing for what he wanted to achieve was a clean break. So why are you upset that it was clean like that? I mean, it wasn't really that clean, but why are you upset that there wasn't any more pushback? Well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. No, oh, Edward. And then skipping on to page 511, this is not important, but just wanted to refer to it. Why not, he demanded. His breath blew into my face, making my head whirl. Yeah, if Edward Cullen's stinky deer breath blew into my face, my head would whirl to him. <laughs> Period. We're done with this chapter. Not really, mm. but we're close. Um, okay. They go back and forth talking about how much they love each other and how they're meteors in each other's night skies or whatever the fuck corn <laughs> the corniest creamed corn this is this is cob if i've ever heard it <laughs> so then bella goes back to the topic of tracking and edward explains that he fought he was trying to track victoria and he followed a false lead down to brazil and so she was here the whole time once again him being useless and he just talks all this big game about how she's not going to be wasting air much longer or whatever the fuck. <sighs> then they bring up the Volturi, which took them way too long, seeing as it just happened and they should be more worried than they are. Um, and Edward's like, ah, time means nothing to them. Like, you'll probably be 30 before they even think about you ever again. And then Bella cries again. And she's like, well, then why are you going to stay with me if I'm going to get old and ugly? And Edward's just sticking to that. Where are Bella's priorities? I I just, I, you were literally less than 24 hours ago about to die at the hands of like 15 vampires. But this is what you're concerned about right now? Aging? Bella. Where the hell have you been, Loka? Where the hell is your brain, Loka? <laughs> uh, okay. And then Bella says, "You do realize that I'll die eventually, right?" And Edward says, "I'll follow her out. I'll follow after as soon as I can." And Bella says, "That is seriously sick." And I said, in response to that, Paige, do you want to read the bottom note there? So healthy! Exclamation point. <laughs> also, I breeze past this, but on page 516, I just cannot with Bella. Um, 
She's picturing Edward going up against Victoria. Okay, I'll just read this. That is out of the question. I managed to choke out insanity. Even if he had Emmett or Jasper help him. Even if he had Emmett and Jasper help. It was worse than my other imaginings. Jacob Black standing across a small space from Victoria's vicious and feline figure. So you're just going to come out and say it's worse if Edward gets killed than if Jacob does. Like, I get that that's probably true, but you didn't have to say it. (laughs) Yeah, like we could all have inferred that given you refuse to date or let yourself date Jacob Black. But the moment you have the chance to get back with Edward, who left your life a black hole of depression, he's 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 right back on in. We're back to healthy relationship, baby. I, we could all we could have all inferred that that that's how you felt that Edward dying would be a bigger thing for you. But like you said, Emily, you didn't have to say it. So rude. Okay, so back to where we were. They're still arguing about the idea of Bella becoming a vampire. And Edward says that he plan he has plans for like hiding her from the Volturi when they do come knocking. And Bella's like, you know what? I'm going to go to your house and we're going to vote on my mortality, which is just such a dramatic. Paige is giving me a big thumbs down. Go ahead, Paige. I'm just like, why is that relevant for them? Why, why, are, why do they need to be involved? Devil's advocate, they are involved against their own choice. Alice was just involved. I guess Alice, but like. I just don't understand why they have to vote. And also, what authority does that vote have? You know, like, even if they all voted for it, would they actually do it? I don't, like, I, I don't know. I know. I guess we'll find out next chapter, right? Yeah. I do, I do want to see what you predict. Who says yes, she should turn into a vampire, and who says no? Just lightning round. Don't even think too hard about it. I actually thought about it before. So I could see Stephanie wanting to up the drama as much as possible and having it be four votes for no and three votes for yes. But it's like tied at three and three. And then someone is the like the tiebreaker. So I think people voting yes are going to be Alice, Jasper and Emmett. Okay. I think the people voting no are everyone else. Carlisle, Esme, Edward, and Rosalie. Okay, I'm writing that down. So you think no is going to be the ultimate winner? Yes. Okay. Or correct. (laughs) I know what you meant. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so that's the title of chapter 24 is Vote. And then for next week, so we're finishing the moon next week. So we're reading chapter 24, Vote. And then we're also reading the epilogue, which is called Treaty. So do you have any other predictions you want to air out right now? Well, Treaty just leads me to believe that the Cullens are back. They're moving back into their home. So there's maybe a revisitation with the Quileutes as to the rules 
of the treaty and now that Bella is kind of involved and there is this threat that maybe there might be some cooperation between the two parties. Um, I say that hopefully. Do I really, really think that that's going to happen? I wouldn't be surprised if there were contentions and there was no peace, but I think that treaty is just going to be a revisitation of the Quileutes and the Cullens kind of revisiting in the modern days of like, we're both here. What are we going to do about it? Yeah. Okay. And anything else for vote? Mm. No, I think it's just going to be a lot of drama with this vote. Yeah. That's wild, bro. We got one more chapter of this book. Okay. Well, because that chapter was such a shit show, we decided to have a guest on and I got to go get them. So Paige, talk amongst yourself. (laughs) I'll be right back. (laughs) Maybe give them a little drum roll. Maybe, maybe do some improv. I'm I'm trying to think. (laughs) Um, I just want to say shout out to the electrician that I talked to Barry um, Barry, if you're a fan, I just want to say that you really made my day. Um, for the listeners, my kitchen lights aren't working, so I had to call an electrician. And Barry took my call, and I was like, thanks so much, Barry. And he's like, you have a nice day, Paige. By the way, Paige is just a beautiful name. I, I'm such a big fan of the name Paige. My niece's name is Paige. Well, really, her name is Paige Violet. And I just think it's such a beautiful name. So I just wanted you to know that. And it really made my day. So, Barry, if you're listening, thank you for being a gem. All right. Can we get a drum roll? Surprising absolutely no one, our guest today is Boyfriend of the Pod, the remix, <laughs> Jacob. What does that mean? Um, Danny's already on. So Other the Boyfriend of the Pod. Yeah, I like the remix better. Okay. Welcome to the show. How does it feel to be on? It feels great. I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. <laughs> it's true. He did ask about it like three months ago. I did. I did remember that. I, I was. I was always very pro Jacob coming on because I. I want to pick your. I, I want to pick your Twilight brain. Okay. All right. Yeah. So the difference between Jacob and Danny, Paige's boyfriend, is that first of all, Jacob actually listens to this podcast sometimes. Danny doesn't. No. I'm he way doesn't behind, like but. He he doesn't like podcasts. Oh. Yeah, he's way behind, but he's he listens to it, and he actually likes Twilight, so. Does Danny not? He's seen the movies, but he's not read it. Oh, I'm the opposite. Well, I think I saw the first movie, and I don't think I've seen the other ones. It's been a long time, but I've read all of them, and I'm reading Midnight Sun now as I listen to the podcast. So. And he's comparing it with Twilight. There's a big gap in my bookshelf where he's borrowing <laughs> it. And it's been there for a while. <laughs> I was reading it a lot, and then I stopped for a while. But Were you a fan of Twilight as a kid? Yes, I was, when I was in middle school, we, for some reason, when the first movie was coming out, we, as an English class, my teacher decided that we were all going to read the book together, as you do, but with Twilight, and then we were all going to go see the movie as a class, and that got me into it, so then I saw the movie with the rest of my class in middle school in theaters, 
And then, like I said, I don't think I saw any of the other movies, but I did read all of the other books. I was way into it for a long time. Um, I mean, still am, but especially back then. And I remember loving, especially Breaking Dawn. No spoilers. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I'm excited for you to get there. I don't know. It was it was um, no spoilers. So I did really like all of them, though. Um, didn't really love the one that you're currently on, but especially the other ones. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that was that was, it was a big, big part of my childhood. I think my my adolescence. It was definitely one of the like, you know, young adult novels that I was into and that probably shaped a little bit of my knowledge of gaslighting <laughs> among other things <laughs> I don't think I had a knowledge of gaslighting but now I do so um I want to give a little shout out to the public school middle school teacher who was like you know what fuck your curriculum <laughs> I'm gonna make a read I don't yeah, maybe. That has me absolutely dead because there's no way that was on the curriculum. <laughs> I think it was like just our class for the most part because that's when the movie was coming out. So I don't know. And it was for an English class, you said? Definitely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't I... for math class. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Having read Twilight, I just don't quite understand what that piece of work would contribute to an English education okay first of all it wasn't like a college English class it wasn't like we were like studying the great works no offense well I'm just trying I'm if I'm remembering the books that I read in middle school you know like To Kill a Mockingbird The Giver um Esperanza Rising I just I'm, I'm thinking of books that really I feel like had a good message or at least had a message that contributed to my education as a whole and I'm not saying that Twilight <laughs> doesn't contribute that I'm just really grasping at what the teacher was like this is gonna help yeah, I couldn't tell you. Um, I'm thinking now that it was more like, what are the kids actually going to read and, and care about? I almost wonder if she was kind of like, let's try and get these kids, you know, like for kids who hadn't read it or hadn't been into it. She was like, this is clearly going to be a national phenomenon. And maybe like for the boys in the audience who might otherwise not read it, to be completely honest, or, you know, anybody, but especially the people who wouldn't otherwise read it. I think it was kind of like... Let's try to, you know, get everybody engaged in it. And it totally worked. I think I've heard things about certain people, you know, it being a little bit shameful to like Twilight, but I don't think I really felt that in my class. I mean, everybody, you know, we all read it together, like as a class, you know, and then we all went and saw the movie and I think we were all excited about it. I don't think there was a lot of shame and bullying going on. I think that's probably what maybe hopefully what my teacher had in mind. So... She has BDE, and I stand by that. I suppose yeah. So. Since you since you worded it that way, I can totally see the merit in it. I am also living for, 
I'm picturing I'm this teacher, okay? I schedule a meeting with the principal. I sit down and I'm like, hey, so I really would love to do a field trip with my English class. And the teacher's like, oh, great. Like, where are you guys going? The, the library downtown or the museum? No, I was thinking we would actually go see a movie. Oh, is it like a documentary style? Um, kind of, a little bit. It's called Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> the principal's like, is it a is it a great work of art that contributes to the the national narrative of literature? She's like, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> the principal's like, okay, go for it. It has the budget of a documentary. <laughs> I I'm just now thinking about this for the first time. I don't believe. Well, it might. Does Twilight pass the Bechdel test? No, I don't think so. Seriously, the entire wait. Okay, the first book? Let's look it up. Let's look it up. I'm thinking... While I look it up, Jacob, inquiring minds want to know, are you Team Edward or Team Jacob? Obviously Team Bella, okay. I've been through this before. Oh, but if so, you were Bella, um, who would you pick? I'm going to say, at the time, I honestly think I was Team Edward because despite my name, of course, um, which I think is a big step for a middle schooler. No, I think I was kind of into the... Like the, you know, the narrative, the like, um, and I think this is a lot of what appeals to you, especially like the first book, first few books. I think what a lot of what appeals to you is like the, the narrative, the the dream, the 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 pining of unrequited love, and it's all perfect, and everybody's happy, and you know, there's struggles, but that it all works out in the end, all that kind of thing. I think I was totally into that, and I think. Um, you know, Jacob was kind of the one in the way, to be honest. I even I even felt like that a little bit about the Hunger Games. I was a little bit bummed at the end when Katniss chooses PETA, because I was like, is that the one for you? Obviously it is, but at the time I was like... Are we breaking up? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it was like, what's the one that you're supposed to be, like the magical one? I don't know. There's magical? Something... No, I totally understand. Now I'm totally for it. I'm not I'm he not was saying... the magical one. He literally painted himself into the ground. He threw bread at her. <laughs> <laughs> he went through it with her. No, I agree. I just at the time I was like, the one that you're supposed to be with is is the is the fun one. I don't know, is the Okay. You know this is spoilers to anyone who hasn't seen Hunger Games or read Hunger Games and you want to, just skip ahead for like 30 seconds so you're saying the magical one is the one that killed her sister exactly here's the thing i'm not sure about that i have no response so magical he designed bombs i wonder if maybe maybe that was more of like earlier on i was yeah, i was like i'm not really sure yeah okay I'll allow it for now. We'll discuss in private. <laughs> clearly, clearly, I no longer feel that way. I think that was just like in the moment. I was like, "Wait a minute." Maybe it was more even just like this is going a different direction than I thought it was going to go. Like if Bella ends up with Jacob at the end, then that would be like a weird. I mean, maybe it would be for the best. Anyway, that's it's and they're two different stories for sure. So there's no. It just was maybe it just threw me off a little bit. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Who's your favorite character? If if it's someone we don't know yet, just say their name and move on. Who's your favorite <laughs> character from the whole series, and why? 
or not why if I if you can't say why um Malcolm's watching us like they're both doing <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of characters I have to rack my brains I just remember that there are some from the last you know some of the kind of minor characters in the last book but I don't I would have to reread and, and remember which ones that I really liked but other than that I would probably say probably Emmett or Charlie good choices thank you appreciate that yeah I was like I think Emmett's mine probably <laughs> um what other questions do we have what sexy moves do you get from Edward Cullen that you put into practice <laughs> just kidding Wow. The breath. Um, we were talking about breath today because Stephanie Meyer apparently thinks breath is sexy. We do not agree. I don't know. I feel about the icy peepee. I'm, I'm the I'm, icy what? Peepee. Oh my god. That was great. Just leaning up to the microphone. Peepee. <laughs> Jesus. I think honestly from experience as your boyfriend i'm not sure about that take on the breath i just have to offer is he a, spilling tea i'm spilling a little tea <laughs> okay I have to elaborate offer a, elaborate wow really elaborate for even for the kids we can cut this part where out. are their kids we'll put this in the blooper reel <laughs> Um, this is the this is the patrons only section of um, Twilight. Tuesdays are for Twilight after dark, dark. <laughs> which it is. Unhinged. Um, <laughs> um, we were gonna name the podcast that. Do you remember that? Was it unhinged or unbound? Oh, it was unbound. Right. Doesn't that sound like porn? Kind of? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> unhinged is like a reality show. Unbound is like that's getting Fifty into Shades it. of Grey. That's yeah, that's the the Twilight spinoff. Yeah. Is that going to be the next book? No, I guess um. Don't no 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 no. Oh, that spoilers? we spoilers that we read. Yeah. God, yeah. Um, I think uh, Fifty Shades of Grey should be next. No, we're not. Mm -mm. I draw the line. Oh, sad. Have you read it? No. Okay, I haven't even. Well, I draw the line somewhere. I watched the movies though. That would be it. Would be kind of entertaining though. How Sorry, are, never mind. How are Paige and I gonna just talk about sex just every week? You could just do the whole book, just read the whole book, and then just do a quick podcast on it. You It'd could. Be very funny. You could, and I'll I'll upload it for I've you. I've heard and I've read that it's there are parts that are hilariously terrible. Just putting it out there that it's a really unhealthy view of what a BDSM relationship is. Mm, not, that's not well, set an example for the kids or the adults. Well, it's not like Twilight sets an example for certain things. That's true. That is true. I just don't want people to explore a side of their sexuality that in turn causes trauma when it doesn't have to. Yeah. But that's why you do the podcast oh. to educate the people. Gotcha there. Now you have to do it. No, I'm just kidding. No, you'll do it. I'm just kidding. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, you do it by yourself. Tuesdays <laughs> are for, upload for Wednesdays are for Fifty Shades of. It would have to be Fridays. Fridays. I don't get it. You know, Fridays F Fifty Shades. It's called alliteration. Oh yeah, I'm not. That reminds me. I've been meaning to tell you this, Emily, but I went to my local tattoo and piercing shop, Tribal Rights. Shout out Tribal Rights. Amazing. 10 out of 10. I love you and everyone who works there. Um, but 
I went in and I was chatting with one of the girls who works at the counter. Um, and she asked if I had work that day and it was a Tuesday. And I was like, no, I only were at the time. I only work at the funeral, funeral homes on Fridays, you know, Fridays are fu for funerals. And she goes, and Tuesdays are for twilight. And I was like, I didn't know she knew. <laughs> What? Oh my gosh. How did she know? Millie must have told her, right? Yeah, my old roommate used to work there, so I'm very good friends with a lot of the counter girls, and I'm sh I'm sure she knows that from like my Instagram and also probably Millie. Mm. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny though. That's like one of those things you're like, oh yeah. Um. Anyway, I have to go. No, I'm just kidding. Not that you're embarrassed, but it's just like that's a detail I didn't know you do. Um, I do have to tell a story about when Jacob first found out about this podcast. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I, well, okay, so I think the listeners know that we were long distance at the beginning because I didn't live in Denver, and now I do. And um, I remember I was texting him, and I was like, so actually the weirdest thing about me is probably that I have a Twilight podcast, and he did not respond for like two hours because he was working and I have such PTSD from dating apps and just my life in general that I was like, this man's going to ghost me because I have a Twilight podcast. And then it turns out like two hours later, he was like, what? That's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. I love Twilight. I, I want to listen to it. What's it called? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you were like, damn, maybe I have to ghost him. <laughs> maybe he's too weird for me. Actually, I think I said, let's elope. <laughs> I actually, I'm 100% sure you said that because I'm pretty sure you sent me a screenshot of the conversation. And I, like, I was like, damn, this is a winner right here. Yeah. Yay. And it was me. It was him. <laughs> That's cute. I thought there was a question that I was supposed to answer like 12 minutes ago, but maybe not. It was the twilight after dark. We'll do that later. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 We'll do that later. I just feel like sometimes I have breathed on you and you've enjoyed it. Also, it wasn't because you were breathing on me that I enjoyed it. It was just like also there happening. Oh, that's an interesting way to put it, but sure. Also, I actually <laughs> stole, you were like in, in a podcast, obviously a long, long time ago at this point, but you were like, there was there was a part, I mean, I think it was in Twilight, I'm sure it happened again, but in Midnight Sun, but he like bites her like collarbone or jaw or um, there's like a bunch of stuff with like jaw or collarbone. Which one was it? Anyway. Like we remember. Like, and you were like making fun. Well, you were like making fun of it for a long time. And I was like, I don't think that would be so bad. And sure enough, I don't think it is so bad. I'm cutting all this out because it's my prerogative. <laughs> You certainly are allowed to, <laughs> but you can't cut it out from Paige's braid. It's there forever. That's true. <laughs> I will say I'm anti-jaw, well, I don't want to say anti-jawbone. The thing, like, I feel like the thing that Stephanie is always doing is, like, he's, like, caressing her jawbone. Yeah, he, like, rubs his nose on it, which I think is weird. Yeah, or just his lips slowly across it. And I'm like, sir, you're a vampire. You are skirting some lines here. He's like, we can't do anything too much. I have to hold myself back. And then he's like, <sighs> <laughs> ew, don't do that. 
I think that's the thing too, is that like it's not so much about that he's doing it, it's that she's like explaining it, like writing like detail by detail, and you're like, okay, not sure how I'm supposed to feel like reading this. Cause like you said, if it's like a part of the mm-hmm. experience, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, then it, then that's one thing. But if it's like this is what you're reading at this one moment, like I have to read this fucking sentence right now. And then it's like, oh, God, I didn't have to read that sentence. Yeah. It's kind of like we all know that taking a good poop feels good, but it's like, why would you write it in a book? You know, it's just one of those things. By the way, I searched in my messages elope. Literally the only message you click see all and there it is. 3-11-21. I thought you were going to make fun of me or think that I was the weirdest person ever for liking Twilight slash having a podcast about it. Instead, you hit me with the plot details. Want to elope? And then I did a thumbs up on it. So we didn't elope yet. That you know of. <laughs> what if I pulled a Taylor Swift and we've just been married this whole time? <laughs> you can't say pulled a Taylor Swift because she hasn't pulled a Taylor Swift yet. The real she Swifties hasn't done know. it yet. The real Swifties okay. know. The real Swifties know. This whole time Malcolm's been sitting literally right next to the computer and his tail's like, it keeps going on the keyboard and off the keyboard. What are you doing? No, he good boy. Okay, what other questions do we have? Let's do like one or two more. Um, if you could change one thing about the books, what would you change? <sighs> Without spoilers. Because I know mine, but it's spoilery. Uh, can I change something about the fourth movie that I haven't seen? Anyway, that's the only thing that I can't, that came to mind when you said that. Um, if it's spoilery, just say it's in. Keep in mind, well, there's the scene in the fourth movie that I think took everybody by surprise that... Again, I didn't see it, but I did see that scene, and I was like, whoa, that was bad. I feel like it's kind of a injustice. But anyway, but maybe it added to the film. Again, I didn't see it, so anyway. It didn't. Um, okay. Um, I think off the top of my head, I can't think of um, keeping in mind that it's, again, been kind of a long time since I've read, especially three and four, because two, three, and four. Okay, well, what would you change about the first book, then? I mean, it would probably have to be, like, the um, Native American representation, um, the 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 way that they are and aren't included, and the, the good parts that are... Doesn't make sense. No, it didn't. <laughs> I was gonna say the good parts that are left out and the bad parts that are included. Kind of like, yeah, like framing a, as obviously U.S. American history does, that frames Native Americans in a very different way than maybe they would like to be framed, um, or they should be framed. But you know. Yeah. Totally. Like that you like that they have. Um, some representation which is great but it's kind of it's kind of off base and I think the fact that it's kind of I don't know in a way it reminds me of discussions that I've had in I guess in in college but but in classes but um that there are certain sports teams that use Native American imagery and um usage and there's some that are obviously pretty reprehensible um, like Redskins, which now is gone for the most part. Um, but there's also a lot of other ones that are kind of just kind of neutral in a way. 
But I think even the fact of having, or or you could say, oh, like the Atlanta Braves, that's positive because we're saying, oh, Native American people are a proud warrior race that are brave and courageous and we are fighting with them in on our helmets or whatever. I think even that, it's like you're you're including them and you're representing them, but it's kind of pointing, you know, p- painting like a one-sided picture, like a one-dimensional picture of what a Native American person or tribe or people is. Like, I don't think, like a lot of Native American culture could be like warriors and bravery and stuff like that. But also a lot of it is just like life and politics and um, making food and helping with families and stuff like that. And it's not like, you know, they're like barbarians or, you know, war people or something like that. Like really, if you think about Native Americans, it's usually that they're way more peaceful than white people or whatever. And I think that's kind of how Twilight kind of does it too, is like, we're saying how brave and fearsome the Quileutes are, but they, you know, they're, I'm sure much more than that, not just werewolves, they're like people. That's my take. Totally. Take it or leave it. Yeah, we, I mean, you'll get there eventually and you're listening through, but we did an exploration and kind of a little more uh, deep dive into Quileute culture in an episode like a month ago, maybe. Um, and they have so much more in their history than the, in their history versus their fake culture that Stephanie has created. Um, so once you get to that, you'll get to hear kind of like how they've helped with like their own ecosystem and how they're helping to this day with fishing and basket weaving and all of this awesome stuff that they do besides being werewolves, which isn't even a real thing. Well, I got a good question to end on. It's a lot more lighthearted. That doesn't make what we were just talking about any less important, but to end on a high note, would you rather be a vampire or a werewolf if you had to choose? Definitely werewolf. I do not want to live forever. That's it. That's the end of the sentence. I mean, I think there's other parts too, like for a werewolf, you can kind of be, there's pros and cons because you don't want to like have the like Hulk thing happen where you're like all of a sudden in a conversation and then you're like accidentally scarring your girlfriend across the face with your claws or something. But um, I think personally, I'm very good at controlling my temper, so I don't think it would be an issue for me much. Um, And then I think you just kind of live your life rather than being like a undead, unbreathing, unblood flowing, potentially, maybe, maybe they do have blood. We don't know for sure. Um, Vampire. And also living forever. It would be nice to have like a little bit longer life too. Like that would be kind of cool. All right. I I did want to say, I would be the person who in the middle of a red robin turns into a werewolf because my dad has just said he doesn't believe in climate change. <laughs> <laughs> and now everyone's looking at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have to like change back and like go into the bathroom and put like toilet paper around your whole body and because you you know your clothes are all shredded, presumably. Now you've caused the scene. <laughs> 
but I gotta get that Red Robin gourmet burger, so I'm not leaving. Yeah. Oh, their chicken Caesar wrap, unmatched. All right. Well, I think we did it to them. Thanks for being on the show. No problem. Thanks for having me. And Paige, it's your turn to do the socials this week. Can I do them? Um, Do you know them? Follow us on Twitter at TAFPod. Follow us on Instagram and Tumblr at Tuesdays Are for Twilight. Donate to Move to Higher Ground. Listen to Tuesdays Are for Twilight on all of your favorite podcast devices. (laughs) They're already doing that. That was really good, yeah. What else? You just missed the email, but you got the rest of it. Email us at TuesdaysRforTwilight at gmail.com. And when you email us, make sure it doesn't look like spam. <clears throat> A.K.A. it says it's from Barack Obama, <laughs> and the subject line is SOMETHING TO KEEP IN MIND, in all caps. Because then we will think it's spam and we will leave it. <laughs> it was spam, kind of. No, it was from you. It was, it was spam, but it was also a fun read. It was something worth opening and reading, I hope. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember you being like, it's it's October, like, email us your scary stories. I was like, I don't have any, but you know what I do have? A chain mail. A chain mail reply forward backslash Jesus. <laughs> backslash Jesus. <laughs> All right, y'all, we're going to let you go. Paige, what do you got for us closing out? Sometimes y- you blink and you miss it. Keep your eyes open. And you won't miss it. We'll see y'all next week for the last episode of New Moon. Bye, guys. Bye. Our amazing intro and outro music was performed by Danny Plowman and produced by Alberto Beltran. You can follow Danny at Danimal6, and that's six the word, not six the number, Danimal6 underscore on Instagram. Bye.